Several months ago, I began a series of interviewing different people on the continent of Africa to learn about what is going on over there. Of course, in the U.S., we speak about Africans. Very rarely do we speak to Africans and let them speak for themselves. I have uh, done a number of, of interviews that I, I, I've learned a lot about, a lot from, and I would encourage you to, to look at some of those. I've, I've been very impacted by many of them and, and really enjoyed building friendships uh, with, with people uh, in Africa. Today I'm speaking with a gentleman from Kenya, which is on the eastern coast of the African continent. And he reached out to me just recently wanting to talk about the Global Methodist Church starting over there and what the situation looks like. Today I'm joined by Boniface Moki. Did I say that right, Boniface? Uh, yes, yes, you have tried so much. Okay, I, I, I will do Thank my you. best to, to do a good job. Boniface is um, a provisional elder in the Global Methodist Church there. And I know very little about him besides that. I know he's trying to get a church off the ground there, but I know that there's some opposition. Um, so I, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Boniface, for uh, an American audience or for other Africans watching my channel. Tell the story of what's going on in Kenya, who you are. Yeah, let's start with who you are. You said you haven't been in, uh, well, the Global Methodist Church hasn't been around very long. How long have you been a Methodist and a believer, and where do you come from? Tell us about yourself. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. I take this opportunity to greet viewers, wherever they are viewing us from. I'm Bonface Kiramba Muki, uh, and I'm from Kenya, Ethiopia Annual Conference. I am delighted. I am a husband to one wife. And also, I am a father. I have children. And also, I'm a provisional elder in the United Methodist Church. Yeah. So, have you grown up in the United Methodist Church? Uh, I have a background uh, of the Presbyterian Church. This is where I have uh, grown up. Uh, this is where I have been rooted. But in the year 2015, I joined the the Global Methodist, uh, the United Methodist Church, mm -hmm. uh, where I was serving as a uh, as a chaplain in in one of our in one of our chapels at the police because I'm a police officer, and I am working also uh, uh, also current, uh, currently I'm working with the police. In what city do you serve? I have uh, I have been serving in Nairobi. Nairobi, okay. Uh, that is the is that the largest city in Kenya? It is the largest city in Kenya and also the capital city of the Republic of Kenya. Very good. Okay, so you serve as a police officer in Nairobi and you are a chaplain, uh, a United Methodist chaplain for the the police department there. Did I understand that correctly? Yes, I, I am a police officer, and then and you're also um, and also I have been a chaplain at the airport police unit chapel, but uh, I moved uh, from uh, last year. I moved from that uh, chapel so that we may be able to uh, to start up a new church at uh, United Methodist Airport East Church. Okay. In Nairobi. 
Very good. So, uh, Boniface, how old are you? I am 33 years old. Okay. All right. You would be young clergy here, and you uh, have planted a United Methodist Church there, and then is it your mind that you would like to join the Global Methodist Church now? Uh, it, it is in my mind because uh, I am convinced that I can only move with the people who are uh, we think of the same, mm -hmm. we believe of the same, mm -hmm. and that we can move along with. So for me, uh, uh, right now in my heart, I have moved. Uh, I have moved away. It is only by few few days, mm -hmm. and we will move officially. Okay. So the the Global Methodist Church, I believe, the only conference that has been established by the Global Methodist Church on the African continent has been in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Are you aware of them establishing? an annual conference in Kenya, Ethiopia area? Right now, we have not yet established our annual conference mm -hmm. because I understand that there are many churches who want to, to leave, and also there are other churches who want to remain in the United Methodist. And uh, we are waiting for uh, to have an annual conference uh, coming August, where people may make a decision on wh whether to stay or whether to move. Okay. Uh, but for but for me, uh, I it have uh, it has now convinced in my mind that I want to move area because we had planned to set up a new church uh, along the Kasupa Highway. It is the biggest highway we have in Kenya. Mm. So as we start a new church, we don't want to uh, to mix up because we know where we are heading to. Mm -hmm. So we could not be able to open a, a, a church under the United Methodist name. And so we, uh, we are aiming to move on and open a new global church there. That's exciting. So, so that my audience knows uh, how to listen to your voice I think there are many people who suspect that the Global Methodist Church or the Wesleyan Covenant Association, that they are paying people like you to, to say things that they want you to say. Have you been paid to, to have this interview with me or to say any of these things? Yeah, these things are, are happening, and especially we are having them in our country. Mm-hmm. And we can see them, uh -huh. but uh, it is uh, it is good to report that for me I have not been paid. Okay, I have never seen any coin either from or from any area from our church, mm -hmm. uh, because because for me where I stand uh, in our annual conference we have been having an embargo uh, for the last uh, fourteen years now, and we have not been receiving any amount of money. Really, and also it is good. It is good to be registered uh, uh, very well. Yeah, we we had an embargo of the issue that in, was involving our, our bishop, and for long That's we have right. not been receiving. We have not been receiving any help. Yes. So your and bishop is Daniel Wandabula, right? 
Yes. And there were allegations that he had misappropriated money and that, that they couldn't account for funds. And so the United Methodist Church has refused to send any funds to Kenya for some time now. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that, that was what has happened. Mm -hmm. uh, but lately, because of this, this issue uh, of uh, some people leaving, mm -hmm. they lifted the embargo. Uh, and they are wooing the churches, telling them that now they will have a lot of fundings uh, because the embargo has been lifted. Are they telling churches that are staying United Methodist that they will receive money if they stay United Methodist? Yes. Okay, okay. But on the global, for those who are leaving to go global Methodist, have any promises been made about money coming to those churches? Uh, for us, uh, the the fire of the global Methodist, it is not starting from the top. It is starting from the ground level. Okay. Because this is what this is what we believe in, mm -hmm. and this is what we know that it is right. And it is better for us to make a decision mm -hmm. that will make our church and our society to stand even for years to come. So even yeah. if you, those churches that stay United Methodist will be getting money, you and many other clergy and churches have concluded that the United Methodist Church is not a good faithful body, and you will leave the United Methodist Church to join the Global Methodist Church because, to your mind, they are a much more faithful uh, body of believers to belong to. Does that sound right? Yes, uh, this is how we are looking at it, mm -hmm. because we want to stand firm in our issue of faith, and not only on sexual is issues, but also to all other matters that are related, uh, related to our belief mm -hmm. as Christians and the way to go. Because uh, recently we have seen people, even on issue of the Bible and the issue of many other things. So we want to belong to a church where we say, where yes will be a yes, and where no will be a no. Very good, yes. Yeah. So please talk about the particular issues you see in the United Methodist Church that have led you to believe that the United Methodist Church is, is not a good faithful body to belong to anymore. Is it only the sexual ethics, the, the gays and lesbians, or are there other issues that you see that have made you very uncomfortable in the United Methodist Church? Yes, there, there are many issues that we are, uh, we are having, and one of them is about the, the administration of the church, because we feel left out uh, when it comes to the, uh, to the concrete matters of the church. Uh, we have spent a lot of time uh, with that embargo, Yet, uh, maybe uh, some people uh, embezzled uh, um, uh, some cash, mm -hmm. and we have suffered greatly because of that result. Yes. Also, we feel that we are not under the same rule uh, for the uh, when you compare the central conferences and also the uh, our conferences, the uh, the uh, judicial conferences, conferences uh, uh, the jurisdictional conferences. When you compare, right now churches are moving from the UMC, mm -hmm. and yet that cross cannot uh, act up, uh, on our side. 
So we feel that uh, somehow we are being segregated and uh, maybe we are not up to what we are and uh, what we believe in of open heart, open mind, because we don't see us doing that. Because we want to be that church where uh, our yes will be yes. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what we talk will be what will be in our heart. So I think part of what you're referring to about unequal treatment is American churches have been allowed to disaffiliate, but churches outside of America, especially the churches in Africa, have not been allowed to go through any disaffiliation process. Um, and the the other ways in which Africans are treated uh, unequally or as as of less value than Americans is uh, African delegations are smaller than American delegations to general conference, even though there are more African Methodists than American Methodists. Uh, Africans are also not represented on the general boards and agencies on a level that that uh, you should be. And so uh, what, what I think I've heard you point out too is this unequal treatment at the top level of the denomination, but also the, the ways in which the, the denomination chose to hurt your entire annual conference financially because of the bad behavior of just a few people, uh, allegedly. So because of those things, there is uh, now a, um, a, a disconnect or a, a bad relationship between many Kenyan United Methodists and the United Methodist Church. Have I understood all that? Yes, that is correct. And that is just uh, but a few. So several months ago, most of the African bishops wrote a statement that, that they signed that spoke against the Africa Initiative, against the WCA, against the GMC, renounced all of them and said that they needed to, to stop interfering in Africa. Do you remember if Bishop Wandabula was one of those who signed that letter? Yes, I, I remember that. And also for us, we followed and we uh, we made our assignment and we signed uh, another uh, letter that we say that they are not speaking our mind. Because, I, you need to send me that letter when we get off the call here. I want to see that letter. I don't think I've seen that letter. Tell, tell me more about it. Uh, we had that letter that we we signed as uh, as the clergy and the lay people in the United Methodist, stating that we are we are not part of what they they said, because our culture and our belief is not uh, is is not going hand in hand with what the bishop were talking about. It and seems also, strange. And also, as we talk. Uh, and also, when we, we speak about the WCA, uh, I think the, the only thing that the WCA have done is to speak our mind and to speak what is in our heart. Because for me, uh, I'm not a, a member of the WCA, but uh, we are moving around because where they are standing, I also stand there. It is not uh, that they are uh, uh, maybe out of order, but I think they are doing uh, the good work to enlighten the Africans and telling them the truth because these people are not telling us the truth. 
they are not in, uh, telling the congregation the truth about what is the the issue they are ju just talking about money that those people who are living they will live and they will have no money and those who will be left they will have a lot of money yeah there's there's been an accusation from many americans that the wca as it works with africans that it is um, guilty of colonialism, that, that they are exporting, they are sending their theology, their ideas to Africa and using money and power and influence to make African uh, Methodists believe things that, that they would not otherwise believe. But what I hear you saying is that, that the African Methodist beliefs are in line with the WCA beliefs, and that when they speak, that they represent a common shared theology and and an idea of what the church should be. So, have I heard you correctly? Yes, this is uh, this is correct, and this is what we stand for. So, I'm curious if many African Methodists have heard about the Christmas Covenant. Is that something that you know about? The Christmas Covenant, uh, which year? So the, the way I understand the Christmas Covenant is it was legislation that is going to be taken to General Conference next year that uh, they say many African voices, people authored it, and they put it together, that it was not authored by Americans, and that what it seeks to do is to divide the United Methodist Church into different regions where there will be North America, Africa, the Philippines, Eastern Europe, that each of these regions will have more freedom to govern themselves the way that they want, and then they don't have to, they will not be able to govern each other anymore. So um, they, the authors are claiming to speak for Africa, and they're saying that Africans want more independence from North Americans and that they are happy to let North Americans govern themselves if Africans can govern themselves. People like me have looked at it and said, well, this is just a way for North Americans to be able to change the sexual ethics of the church so that Africans cannot affect them anymore. Um, I, I'm just wondering, I'm wondering if this is just a few Africans that were picked by Americans to write this legislation because they have been bought, or if that really does represent what Africans want. So, but you're telling me, have you heard anything about this at all? I have not about. Uh, I have not heard about it. Okay. Uh, but what I would be, uh, I would talk about it. Uh, about, I see it uh, more like the one church plan. Mm -hmm. Yes. which was uh, being paraded uh, on the year 2019, mm -hmm. where we could have a church and people could do as they prefer in their regions. And these things, uh, we have seen them uh, because uh, right now, as we are following the Book of Discipline, we understand that many churches in the United States, they are not following the Book of Discipline. Actually, it, it is not something that to come. It is something that is ongoing. And uh, we understand the situation, how it is in the United States. And what worries us so much is that 
the church is using even effort to make us change our position and our stand mm-hmm. when they are doing this and uh, uh, going to african leaders and wooing them uh, with money so that they may change because there is no one who can stand in a pulpit here in kenya and tell people that they uh, their churches are allowing uh, gay and lesbian uh, to have their marriage mm-hmm. we accept them uh, this is what we are saying that we we accept them and we love them but we cannot go on uh, uh, and pretend that this is not a sin and pretend that these uh, 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 by loving them is it means that to ordain them to be crazy people uh, also, uh, and uh, we must tell them that this is a sin mm-hmm. and they need to change Yes. Yes, that that's something that I believe the majority of United Methodists still believe that that there is actually still a majority even in the United States that know that homosexuality is a sin and it is wrong to bless such a way of life, but at least within the United States, the people in power, the people running the general boards and agencies, the people who are bishops, they are against the conservative majority. And then what we wanted to believe in America was that African leadership had more integrity than American leadership. However, it's only Bishop Johanna in Nigeria who has been supportive of a traditional theology. And it seems to me at least that the rest of the bishops have been willing to um, compromise the standards of the United Methodist Church, you say for the sake of money, but I would also, I think I understand that bishops have a lot of power in Africa as well. So it, does it seem to you as well that African power at the top has been compromised? Uh, what I, w- I would say, even for for many of the, our bishop could not allow uh, to leave the church because of even the uh, the uh, about the salaries because the the church we are moving in the global methodist church it, it doesn't have a lot of fundings it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have those money and so it is uh, uh, maybe hard for them to leave the uh, the position mm-hmm. and the situation they as uh, it is for now it is very difficult for them to leave the church So one of the things I've wondered is, I I interviewed Jerry Kula, who is the leader of the Africa Initiative, and once upon a time, the Africa Initiative was quite influential, and it did a good job of uh, educating the African delegations about what was going on in the church and how they could vote in a way that represents African interests and beliefs. I'm not sure that the Africa Initiative is, is still filling that role. Is there any is the Africa Initiative as, as strong and influential as it used to be? Uh, currently, I'm not. Uh, I'm not aware of how they they are they are doing and how they are taking the uh, their things. Uh, I have been out for for a while and I have not yet. But what we have so uh, mainly in Africa. Mm-hmm. We are having some people who are who mainly works uh, during uh, only those uh, uh, during the occasions time, 
but we don't have see, uh, people who are uh, like day to day they are moving with people mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i congratulate because i i have never attended a, a general conference Mm-hmm. so i may be, i may be not in a, uh, the right position to speak about it uh, mm-hmm. uh, under that but for us here on the ground it is not easy to hear of those movements mm-hmm. yeah so boniface what what i will say i i've tried to maintain connections with some friends in africa and it seems to me that the the vast majority of african united methodists are of one mind and they have the same theology, but they have somehow been divided from one another so that they don't talk to each other very much. And so it feels, uh, from the outside, where I'm at, looking in, it seems to me that that African United Methodists could be very united as they come to the General Conference next year, and that they could minister very powerfully um, against the American voice if they wanted to. But my fear that I carry is that American money and American power has divided Africans from one another so that it seems to me that they're just so disgusted with the United Methodist Church that they just want to leave, leave all the money, leave all the property, and start a new church under the Global Methodist Church. Does it feel like that's what is... Do you, does it seem to you that this is the case? Yeah, uh, this is the case uh, uh, in Africa, mm-hmm. and we feel that uh, we need to do something about it, even before the the general conference. Because when you look at the graph of how we have been voting on this issue mm-hmm. about uh, sexuality, mm-hmm. uh, the graph has been lazing each and every day. And we have lost quite a number of uh, of churches uh, in the United Method uh, United States who have moved to the global church, mm-hmm. who may not be part of the uh, of the the general conference. Mm-hmm. So uh, also the bars that uh, that are being put for for the Africans, we think that they may be ra- be raised even uh, up higher, so that Africans may not leave the church. Mm-hmm. So it is upon those people who are willing to surrender and who are uh, willing to do anything to build up a, a, a new church. Uh, and we come up together with like-minded people and mm-hmm. we build up our uh, our church. I think most of that makes sense to me. If what Help me understand if... If Kenyan churches did not yet join the Global Methodist Church, but if they stayed within the United Methodist Church and they fought at General Conference next year, what would anything bad come from that? Uh, help me understand why you want to make the, the change now before General Conference rather than waiting to see what happens at General Conference. Uh, the reason is because uh, we were working as one team uh, mm-hmm. because no one here could allow those things. Because even as you interview most of our of our pastors, most of our of our DSS, mm-hmm. they cannot uh, come out very clearly that they support the uh, the issue that is on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as, as we continue, we see the division that has been brought. Uh, people are, uh, are being divided 
uh, and we can see that uh, as we continue, we uh, keep on losing and losing and losing uh, our people. So are you and losing also, people in Kenya? Yes, because we were uh, like one large group that we, we were uh, over 90, uh, 90 and plus uh, percentage. But right now, because of uh, how people are connecting with others, uh, we are having people who want to uh, to remain. So there are, are you saying that there are more people all the time in Kenya who want to adopt the uh, liberal American position on human sexuality that that they are not um, staying true to the conservative theology that that once upon a time everybody had are you are you saying that American liberals have started winning people over in Kenya yes they are they are winning people here in Kenya uh, they are uh, they have started building churches. Uh, they are winning our our pastors, and we are uh, we believe that as they continue and as we continue living together in the same house, uh, we may not have the result uh, the good result as we may wish to have. I'm not sure I had heard this before. I what you're telling me is what I had thought before was that. American money and influence just was not changing things very much in Africa, and that there were very, very few clergy and churches that were receiving Western liberal uh, theology. But what you're telling me, I think, is that the United Methodist leadership actually has been changing the beliefs of people in Africa, or at least in Kenya, which is most distressing. Um, so in order to maintain your integrity and to walk rightly with God, you're saying we should not stay in the United Methodist Church even another year because the the Western forces are gaining power and influence all the time, and it's just very unpleasant and um, unholy. Yes, this is the current situation. Okay. In fact, we we have uh, some of our DSS who are who are moving out, and we have seen the even the video in YouTube where they are finding for for money, so that they may may not allow those churches who want to leave the United Methodist uh, during the annual conference, so that they may counter, and they are seeking for funds. So that they can uh, uh, take their delegates to where we are going to have the, the annual conference. So we see it is happening. Uh, they are moving to our churches, and yet they are not telling people the truth. They are not telling the people the the hefty issue. They are just telling people that uh, they are promising them of uh, of goods that are going to come. That makes me sad. I I wish that I had some something insightful to offer that would be encouraging. But it, it sounds as though um, you and many others have uh, come to the conclusion that there there is not much good that can happen in the United Methodist Church, and and you need to leave. 
So as you try to leave the United Methodist Church and establish a new global Methodist church, is there any opposition to that? Do you think that will be difficult, or are you meeting many obstacles, or, or does it look like it'll be pretty easy once you step out of the United Methodist Church? Uh, it, it will not be easy because challenges must be there mm-hmm. as you uh, you set up uh, a new church. Mm-hmm. And as we are setting up a new church, also we understand even also in the United States, also our sisters and brothers are setting up n- new churches mm-hmm. and they are not in a better position to assist us uh, maybe the way it could be. Uh, so we are expecting to have financial struggles Mm-hmm. We are also uh, expecting that uh, we may be have uh, uh, maybe those uh, those things that we did uh, maybe predict maybe come uh, unto us. But we uh, the best uh, uh, thing about it is that we are so much excited and expectant that the way the church started uh, in Jerusalem mm-hmm. through. Uh, through uh, hard work, people are being persecuted and uh, many got those handles and they were able to overcome. The way God promises us in the book of Matthew, chapter number 16, that I will build a church. This is what we believe. We believe strongly, as uh, uh, our founder says, that the world is my parish. Yeah. Uh Jay Therrell, who is the head of the WCA, put out an article two days ago reminding people in the U.S. that there are uh, churches in Africa, in the Philippines, that have not been allowed to disaffiliate, and that the WCA needs to continue advocating for those churches, for those people. I don't know how many people in Africa are aware of that, but uh, I just want to pass on to you so that you can pass on to others that the WCA and Americans who have joined the GMC, they have not forgotten you. Um, and I, I do believe that there will be help as the Global Methodist Church establishes itself. I do believe that there will be much help and aid, um, not just in, in finances, but in prayers and in uh, relationship building. I do think that there are many good things on the way for those of you who are uh, faithful around the world. I'm, I'm, I want to be encouraged with you and excited with you, and I think it sounds like you have an excellent idea for where this new church plant needs to be. I wonder, uh, you know, you, each of us, we, we have a very small vision that we, we have, and then God has this great vision, but what, what part of what you see Boniface do you want to share with people who watch this? What do you want people to know about Kenya, or about you, or about the Global Methodist Church, um, let's let's take just a couple more minutes so that you can share your heart and your mind with whoever watches. Uh, I want, uh, first of all, to state that uh, as we are opening uh, a new church uh, coming Sunday, we are so much excited uh, because it will be uh, our church uh, in the capital city in Nairobi. And we are uh, expecting that God will lead us. And it is our prayer that God will go with us. Uh, we have big plans as we uh, we continue. 
Right now, we are having uh, three churches which we are uh, we are planning for them. Uh, already, we have uh, met the cost of the, uh, that one that we are going to open, and also we are uh, we are looking for funds uh, to have uh, another another land where we have we will have a mission area. And also, we are also working. Uh, uh, the work is in progress uh, for another church. So we are looking forward uh, to have a, a concrete foundation that will make this church to stand. Very good. Also, uh, also on the issue of our Kenya Ethiopia annual conference, uh, I know that many of my brothers and sisters are looking forward to to see this day and we are we are optimistic that uh, we will have that deliverance and we will be able to move and also for those willing to move that they can move with their properties because uh, I don't think that there uh, there is any person who can hinder us from moving uh, mm. because our heart have determined, the only thing uh, and the only issue is about the uh, the few properties that we may may be having mm-hmm. we would like to move with them very good that's that sounds very fair so as people watch this interview one of the prayers that people should be saying is that at the next annual conference that you are able to design a pathway forward so that congregations that want to leave can leave with their properties this is our is our prayer, so that we may move like the people of uh, of Israel. How they moved from Egypt, they never moved empty-hearted. Uh, God allowed them to move, so that they may go and work for Him. So this is what we are expecting. Very good. Well, I think that is a very fair thing to to ask and hope for. And um, for those who want to. Um, stay in the loop with what's going on in Kenya. Is there, uh, should people follow you on Facebook? What do you want people, if people who watch this, they'll pray for you. How, how can they support you and your brothers and sisters who are entering into this new time of excitement? Is there anything that they can do? Yes, uh, we, need, uh, we need prayers. Uh, we need people to, to pray for us. And also to come through to to our assistance, uh, we may need uh, finances, mm-hmm. and also to assist us in uh, in encouraging us, and also in moderating us because uh, we uh, we have not uh, got the opportunity to have resources as they are available maybe to other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been in churches that even to have a book of discipline is a, is an issue. You mm. find a, it is only a DS who can have a book of discipline. Mm. Uh, we don't have the, the, the hymn books and no such resources. And we would wish that we can have people who can come for our rescue. And also to uh, that we can be able to get more education and more knowledge. And uh, more so to speak, uh, I'm a student in the Wesleyan United Methodist uh, College. And uh, we would wish that 
we can have some people who can support us and they can support our our pastors too so that they may get uh, the logical training mm-hmm. and they can be able to serve our people because we have many of our pastors who are willing to to go and work for, uh, for the lord mm-hmm. but they don't have the uh, the skills and the equipment that they need uh, they can work with yes yes so there's a lot of things that over time we hope to be able to provide for people around the world. For right now, it sounds like things are, are limited, but I, I want to imagine that the leadership of the Global Methodist Church is putting resources in place to help you and others as you plant new churches and create the structure needed for ongoing support. So how about after we get done talking, we'll have a couple of days between now and when we publish. If there are any resources that we can put in the show notes, places we can send people to give money or any details, we'll, we'll, we'll put that together there, and hopefully we can get you some short support as needed. So um, I'm sure there are many other things that we could talk about, but I think we've given a good general portrait of what's going on in Kenya right now and how it is that people can pray for you. I'm so sorry for all of the uh, confusion and an anxiety that, that has been caused over the years, but if we read our Bibles— we know that this is just how things always have been, and, and there will be problems in the Global Methodist Church as well, but um, I'm eager to be in, in that fellowship with you, and uh, let us continue to pray for the United Methodist Church as they discern their way forward, but let us pray that those who want to go to the Global Methodist Church can be unhindered and uh, that they can serve the Lord as they want. So, Boniface, thank you so much for spending time with me. And, um, and we'll follow up after this to let folks know how, how they can support. So God bless you in your ministry. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yes, God sir. God bless you. Yes, sir.